Okay, an official welcome. As you know, my name is Mackenzie, and today we're going to be dropping into a cacao ceremony, but also it's a little bit of a unique ceremony and gathering, and that most likely I will be sharing this recording on my Soli chats. So, surprise, you're on a live recording that will go public. <laughs> I will stop recording once we open up for shares so that your confidentiality and privacy is completely respected. And you're, you, this is a safe space. <sighs> the reason why I'm doing it this way is because leading up to this call, I was getting very guided to share what's been coming up for me lately. It's not always easy for me to depict this because I'm sure most of you can resonate that when we have things that we're going through or ways in which we're essentially dying and then rebirthing into, it's hard to give language to it. It's a deep process. And also, I'll say as a woman, but I know that the men that are here, Zachary, Chris, you know, you guys are both very deep and maybe you could relate then to this statement in that I'm not always ever going through just one thing. I'm, I have many layers. We as, as humans are experiencing many layers of this human existence, inner growth, transformation, just service, showing up in the world, going to work, being in many communications, conversations, connections, having responsibilities of life and to our family, you name it, right? And so there's different parts of us that are coming online in those various areas. So this thing that I want to share with you, I don't have it all put together. I don't have it completely figured out. And that is precisely why I'm inviting myself. My soul is inviting me and challenging myself to give language to it the best that I can. I've heard the saying that we teach what we need to learn the most. And I'll say that again, we teach what we need to learn. Marian Williamson, she's talked about this with her teaching the Course in Miracles. She would say, when you teach this, it's, it's because you actually want to learn it. And so it's never too soon to be a teacher. And sometimes that applies, sometimes it doesn't. But in this case, it applies for me in that I'm not teaching you about this subject necessarily, but it is in the theme of strength of heart, which is our February edition of Cacao. So I'm not necessarily wanting to teach about this as much as I'm wanting to gift myself the space and therefore gift you all to hear what's on my heart as of late and specifically as it pertains to the strength of heart and the energetics that are showing up in my world and how that's working on me. Sometimes I share in public ceremonies or public monthly ceremonies. Sometimes I'll share the transmission that's coming through me, but this felt so deeply personal that I actually couldn't even speak to that on Sunday. I couldn't even go all the way there because it would it just didn't feel like the right space. So thank you from my heart to yours for giving me the sacred space and the time to share this. Okay, without further ado, I'd love to drop this in 
and just come into full presence. So if you have cacao, beautiful, bring it up to your heart space. And if you don't have cacao, that's okay. You can welcome in the loving frequency of cacao and whatever it represents for you. So let's start to take a few deep breaths together in creating this sacred space. Big inhale, full exhale. As you scan your body from head to toe, notice your nervous system. Are you relaxed and calm? Are you a little bit anxious? Is your heart racing? Is it hard to get a breath? Just notice it, no judgment. And bring some intention to slowing your breath down, to relaxing all your muscles, and taking some big deep breaths as you do so. Let's bring in the energy of the earth to ground us, calm us, hold us, and strengthen us inside this space. As you sit on the earth or stand on the earth and feel that loving frequency, as you start to feel your chakras spin, your entire field begin to align inside of this space from love. Start to feel your heart expanding your chest, opening the heart space, and exhale to receive. Receive more bliss. Receive being held. Just receiving this pause, this pause in your day. And now we set an intention as a group in this unique constellation of souls to open ourselves up for the greatest good of all. I myself set an intention to open up myself for love and in a way that will be of service to this group, to cacao, and to the collective. We set an intention to open our hearts to cacao, this beautiful plant medicine, to each other, this sacred soul family across the globe, to the earth, which holds us and loves us so unconditionally, opening our hearts up to community, connection, safety, and also opening ourselves up to truth with a capital T, that pure divinity. What is your intention in this moment? What's your intention for being here? Imagining that you're around an amazing tree, a beautiful tall tree. 
share your intention with that tree, symbolizing, voicing that to the earth, and also share it with the circle and share it with your cacao. When you're ready, you can start sipping your cacao, coming into your receptive energy field where you don't have to do anything, be anything, perform. You don't have to do anything. Just be, just breathe, and just receive. With every sip of cacao that you take in this space, allow it to symbolize a receiving, allow it to symbolize self-love that you're showing yourself, allow it to symbolize compassion for your experience on this earth right now. As we're going about our days and checking off tasks, sometimes we can forget that our lives are orchestrated, that there is a beautiful divine intelligence assisting us on this earth walk, and that at any time we can turn to that divine intelligence and we can ask our angels or our guides or the earth creator to make themselves known we can ask specific questions we can ask for specific signs and guidance it's available to us at any time so just call that support in for yourself that unconditional universal loving support That is what cacao represents to me. Aho, this ceremony is officially open. Continuing to drink your cacao if you have it. And we'll go on a little bit of a journey here together. As I share whatever wants to come through, I'm actually in the total divine mystery of what that is. So I welcome you as I do that to be on that journey with me and to receive any codes, any transmission, any wisdom that your soul is calling in. You're, you're here for a reason. This doesn't have to be just another thing you attended, another thing that you're listening to, another thing that you're doing to distract yourself. This could actually be. 60, 75, 90 minutes of deeply nourishing, revitalizing, rejuvenating time for yourself. So yes, please to that. Okay. I shared a little bit that I was going to talk about the strength of heart and we're going to continue in our work there, uh, continuing on what we've already talked about in this Sunday's last ceremony for those that were there. And if you want to catch the recording, you can. The biggest thing that I am receiving with the Strength of Heart edition and in this time of my life is learning boundaries. And that sounds so silly to me when I say it, 
because I have resisted that word for so long. When I see people talking online about boundaries, I interpret that as being closed or I interpret it as a wall and I interpret it as pompous or arrogant and I just end up not being interested. And of course, I understand and understand that we all need sovereign boundaries. And of course, I've understood and understood the the basic meaning of boundaries. But what I didn't realize was that I had a lot of work to do in this area still. I did not realize how much my trauma and my upbringing had so deeply impacted my my inner like my my world in that I didn't even know what my boundaries at sometimes in in some of the most important times and of course this is a refinement for me I didn't even realize like what what are my boundaries in the first place how do I know what's a boundary for me and how do I know what isn't How do I voice those boundaries, let alone even just like stand inside of them? The level of discomfort I've had show up in my body as I get, as I start to tune into what my boundaries even are, it's pretty astronomical to the point of like shaking. And even this morning, like this morning, this is why I wanted to share this with you guys today is because I I trust that there was something bigger than me asking me to reveal, even though I'm still in this. This morning, I felt so uncomfortable with this, this refinement that's showing up in my body. I had to like dance. I got to dance. Thankfully, I got that download to dance and like shake it out. And as I was shaking, like I was affirming, I was affirming this will really let you into my world of what I've been kind of up against. I was like affirming, I don't have to rescue people. I don't have to rescue everyone. I don't have to get back to everyone right away. I don't have to text everyone back right away. I don't have to be worried about what people think. I don't have to be worried about if someone takes something the wrong way. And I was just affirming like things like this over and over and over again as I was shaking and dancing. It seems like such basic principles to the mind, but in my body, it's been showing up quite a lot. Many of you know I've been in a journey or on a journey from like maiden to mother, quote unquote. In other words, just exploring other archetypes of myself as a woman. And one one expression of mother slash female slash my woman that I've resisted is that boundary. And again, I hate the word. I'm still hating it as I say it, because to me, I represent, I thought I meant to represent the heart. I meant to represent cacao. I meant to represent openness. I meant to represent everyone is welcome and everything's allowed. And this is always a safe space for all of you to show up. And yet there have been some experiences for me 
that have felt like deeply off in my body that I haven't, and I haven't known how to communicate them because of my attachment to that identity. Like, what if I come across as the girl that isn't all loving and soft and cacao priestess-ish? You know, what if I, what if I come across as, what if something I say, or what if a lack of response because I don't, it's not my truth to engage with a certain energy. What if that means they get triggered and then they make up a story about me or they reject me outright or I lose my people, I lose my clan. And of course, this is all like really big. It's ego work, right? But it's been very visceral for me. In my journey from maiden to mother, one significant part of that journey has been my um my venture my old venture delighted by thanks chris my my venture delighted by was an expression very much of my maiden and there's beautiful parts of the maiden and for those that come to my women's retreats or that have done any of this work with me, you know, I, I talk about this. There's so many beautiful attributes and expressions of the maiden or for, for a man, it could look, you know, just, I don't have an equal word for this. Hmm. I don't know if you'd call it like page or I'm not sure, but for the men here, just replace the word maiden with whatever you want to replace it with. There's beautiful expressions of that innocence. There's, there's, that's, it's fun. It's playful. It's lighthearted. And that really showed up in my venture delighted by. And yet in that venture, I truly gave away my power so many times without even realizing it. All from this place of thinking that in order to live and lead and have a business in integrity, I need to be the soft, generous purge bucket, essentially. Like I actually have taught in my entrepreneur workshops before that it's okay to sometimes be a purge bucket and that like your divine ventures, your entities will start illuminating all the different places on the planet and different places inside a business that aren't actually of the light. And so sometimes you'll be like collecting purge and like, all you can do is just like dump it out and sage. (laughs) And I've, I've legitimately taught that to people while I might agree, there's still some space for that for sure. Like I talk about giving people a pass and that's necessary. Sometimes having grace and compassion And yet my body is starting to really reveal where being the purge bucket is actually so deeply wrong for what I'm trying to create in my life. And also for what I, what I deserve for what any of us deserve. If I hold myself to the integrity of being introspective and going in and looking at myself, why am I not always holding other people to that standard? And I'm so far from perfect. And that's why I have hesitancy to even share this. 
because that imposter syndrome, like, who am I to share this? I literally make, I fuck up like all the time. And so, okay, here are some ways that I've really messed up recently. There is an experience where I really felt in my body that a boundary was being crossed. And it was so foreign. Like I didn't, I didn't know that's exactly what it was. And I literally didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know how to be a no, but with love. And so I felt this like boundary being crossed. And what my mind did was create an entire different scenario to essentially like try to push these people away because my boundary is being crossed. And I, I didn't have the practice or the awareness to like stand in that boundary and just with love communicate it without any attachment, any need to be anything, do anything. I was so deeply uncomfortable that I just literally wanted to burn the whole ship down. It was like, burn, baby, burn. Like everyone get the fuck out of here. You know, like this is, this is not cool with me. Look, I get it. Sacred rage. It's a thing. We talk about it a lot in these online spaces. And there's a deeper refinement for me as a woman, as a human, to actually be able to notice when the boundary is being crossed, allow that person to have their own experience of life, allow that person to have that experience without even shaming them or judging them, but also without going over there with them and worrying about rescuing them, getting them to calm down, getting them to not be on your back, And I'm just in this navigation of how do I like express, hey, this is my boundary without all that fear that's there for me in even saying this is my boundary. I'm even curious, like what even is my fear? What is my fear to just simply say, oh, this isn't right for me right now. And to move forward or to say, I could. It's totally okay for you to have this experience and it's not right for me right now. It's not right for me to engage with that right now. I used to be the person that wanted to talk about everything. I wanted to just get on the Zoom and have a heart to heart and make sure there was peace and harmony. I'm a Libra rising. I want harmony all the time. And I can see this parts of my bloodline that's like addicted to harmony to the point where I I'm there's areas in my life where I'm draining the resource of my own energy to keep the harmony and it's taking away from me showing up in the spaces that I crave to show up in such as here such as in my creativity such as in prayer and with myself and with the earth, such as with my body and in dance, such as making space to create something the world has never seen before. I don't have even the space for that or haven't because I've been so worried about making sure everyone always feels included 
and loved and appreciated. And it's, it all comes back to that traumatic moment where when my mom rejected me and betrayed me, I lost the entire family. I lost the entire family. And so it's like that primal animalistic part of me that feels like if I don't have the harmony with this one person, I could lose my entire clan. And this is the death process that I'm in right now. And my cells are uncomfortable with it. And I noticed today, I realized, because like this work still shows up, I'll, I'll journal something and then boom, I'll get a text message from someone that'll be like, you know, I have something coming up for me. Can we zoom? And my truth is no, not right now. But then I get so worried about how that person would take it. And so again, these are all trauma responses that are like showing up in my body that I'm trying to relay. And it's like a somatic thing. So even though as I experience that, I realize I don't need to make this person wrong. I don't need to shame them. I don't need to judge them. And I definitely don't need to be like those people online. That's like boundary. Whoa, boundary, like fuck off. You know, that's not where I want to come from. How can I actually be in like such a beautiful boundary with myself from so much self-love and in a way that I'm like, thank you. Thank you, whoever just messaged me that for giving me another moment to practice self-love. Thank you for the soul contract. And thank you. Like I'm the one that's manifesting this situation. I'm the one that's manifested these conversations. I take full, what would it look like to take full responsibility rather than just going online and, and projecting all over the place and just being like, it's really important to have strong boundaries and in a way that's very divisive. It's so tempting to do when we have that anger. And yet I'm so curious, like what is unfolding in me of how can I like love myself so deeply, but in gratitude and devotion to what's showing up. And I bet you, I bet you that when I nail this, And I've shifted this inside of my womb and inside of my body and inside of my cells that these situations will stop showing up. These uncomfortable text messages or these, the the vision that I get, it's like people pulling up my shirt. It's interesting because we all have soul contracts, right? And I am in human design. I'm a manifester. And they say that in, as a manifester, our auras are repelling and apparently our auras are like intimidating, which is so annoying because I'm not trying to be an intimidating person at all. <laughs> I'm trying to just literally shine and share and serve and create and follow my enthusiasm and like share that enthusiasm with people. But I noticed that when I bring those parts of myself without any fucking block, shout out to the artist's way for helping me point this out. (laughs) I know Chris is like, yeah. 
when, when I like take away all those creative sucks in my life, those like people and situations that are just fucking keeping me blocked with my creativity because of my own choice and my own doing and my own self-limiting beliefs, my own resentments, my own fears. When I start removing that, it's like, then I'm like, oh my God, I'm back. I'm back. And it's like, there's certain people in my life that feel that. And they're like, oh no, she's at it again. Let's text her. Oh no, she's at it again. Shut her down. And I'm like, why? Why does this always happen? No wonder why I like have hesitation to sharing and like shining full on. And I, whether you're a manifester or not, I really hope you all can relate to this. And I'm really interested in continuing to do this work so that I can just not have any hesitation to being my full, unadulterated self in person with someone, by myself, on a phone call, on a text message, or online without ever having to feel like I need to think about what everyone around me is going to do about it, how it's going to trigger all the different people. This is a trauma response. It's absolutely beautiful to be intuitive and compassionate and to be empathic, quote unquote, and a fem- as a female, like we're even more so that we can feel into the whole. And where is that limiting me in my life? And so I, I'm, I invest time into creating sacred spaces for the community. How can I create more of a sacred space for myself? What does that look like? What will that require of me? What will that require me to say no to? And can I have faith in those around me to be so self-responsible, so introspective and truthful and authentic with their own inner processes. And and if I'm triggering them, wouldn't it be amazing if they just like saw that as an opportunity to grow (laughs) rather than bringing it to me? Cause I'm kind of like done with that. (laughs) I'm all about the heart to hearts. I'm all about the authenticity. I'm all about the truth. And at the same time, it's okay for me. This is me affirming this. It's okay for me to have a boundary around it. And for me to say, okay, this isn't serving anymore. It's not serving me. And it's actually not serving you either. So I find myself in a lot of gratitude for these soul contracts that are helping me see where I've given away my authority based on, especially with the people that I really care about what they think. You know, like the people that I had really pedestaled or that my survival was dependent upon it at a certain time in life, or that, you know, maybe there was times in my life where I didn't have anyone. And so the people that did come in, I formed that attachment to, and that, that bond with, and while healthy at one point, it's okay for me to notice that there might be some unhealthy dynamics still playing it, playing out. And I'll just say this. And I know for some of you on this call, you can relate to ridding codependency from our lives is no easy fucking task. It requires so much self-honesty. And for me, it's required a lot of trial and error and a lot of mistakes and mess ups. And that's been really humbling. 
you know, to humble myself and say, look, I'm sorry. Like I, I really, you know, it's like a lot of subconscious things can show up through codependency. And hmm, let me see what else I want to share on that. What, what I want to share is just how much goodness this is already bringing to my life. And even just the last week, by testing this out and by practicing just not responding right away or not reading everyone's text messages right away just because I think that they'll be offended if I don't write back right away. These are little things, but still. I started practicing it and then as uncomfortable as it is, more creativity is opening up, more inspiration. I feel more alive and more connected to myself. And I'm actually starting to respect myself more. So that's good. <laughs> See if there's anything else I want to share on this. Thank you. Yeah, this just feels like a very nuanced, delicate topic. And I never want to come from the place of division or like higher than or arrogance. I think it's like a really fine line. And it's just so interesting. I watch myself try to communicate my no to someone. And I want to lace it with so much explanation and so much context and so much prefacing. And the it's fine if you want to genuinely provide context for someone, but it's maybe not fine for me to be doing it from that place of fear. <laughs> exactly. Chris just mentioned no is a one word sentence. And one thing Michael's spoken about before is the come from. When we come from fear, a lot of times we're going to manifest fear. We're going to manifest a fearful response or manifest a response that doesn't feel good at all. And if we're coming from our truth, if that truth is truly embodied, deeply embodied, and there's, there's not an ounce of fear there, my experience is that I get met with truth, humility, love, integrity. It's clear. It's simple. And I'm so interested in a simpler way of relating with everyone. I'm so interested in knowing myself so intimately that I know what is and isn't a boundary. And if and when I need to voice it, I do it with so much love and compassion, but I also don't pressure myself to voice it right away. And I don't pressure myself to, to voice it in a way that's over explaining. What would it look like if I didn't live from a place of needing to explain myself to everybody? And this was a good practice for me to come on tonight with you guys because my brain is thinking, well, they signed up for a cacao ceremony. 
they came here to share, they came here to experience the medicine of cacao. And then there's this thing that's supposed to be, I'm being asked to talk about, but that's not really a cacao ceremony. What if they're all annoyed? <laughs> right. And that's like the brain is just going back and forth. And I just said to laugh and say, okay, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to trust it was meant to be. Okay. So I would love to open up the dialogue. Go ahead and raise your hand if you know you want to share today. Before I end the recording, I'd like to give you a chance to share with the recording on. And so actually raise your hand if you would like to share with it being recorded for the benefit of the conversation. And then once those hands are down, then I'll press stop and you guys can raise your hands. So Ra, are you okay with sharing? Thank you. Hello, everyone. Hello, beautiful folks. As you said, um, it's no mistake that we're all here, that we all chose to be here. We're all soul fam. And this particular group that showed up was for a very good reason. <laughs> and everything you were sharing, I'm sitting here and I'm like, no, 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 And I honor you for just being so vulnerable and open and trusting, even though you didn't know as far as like why you needed to express with so much vulnerability, just trusting and leaning into it. And I know one of the reasons why I've entered the space where we can be in the same energy center is to, because I have a resounding like, hell no like for a lot of things that are occurring in society, especially with spiritual enlightenment and for all of us. And, you know, one of the things I need to work on is actually expressing how to be firm, you know, and showing that and exemplifying for that for other people. So (laughs) I'm very happy that I get the reflection from you to not hide, you know, and my own shell and corner and think that, I don't have value in this world because I don't see spirituality and I don't see presence and embodiment and light and love the same as other people. I see it as very um, real and raw and authentic and truthful and clear and concise and as balanced with the feminine and the masculine, but fierce at the same time and piercing. So thank you for that. But what I'm feeling called to share with everyone here um, in this space, <laughs> who I love dearly. Um, I, I, honestly, I'm feeling your energy beyond your physical presence. I'm sensing your soul and I'm feeling your soul. And what I'm feeling called to say is like, we all need to um, speak up with clarity for what is no longer acceptable, especially to be allowing others to extract from our life force energy because we cannot carry period, the weight of the healing that this planet needs on our shoulder. And the whole reason why this whole entire planet Earth is in the predicament, I was talking to Mother Earth yesterday about this, the whole reason why she's in this predicament is because nobody knows how to utilize their life force energy properly. So they go to those who know how to, and they extract. And that's a very real thing. You know, it's no woo-wah thing. That's, That's real. So, you know, there are 
planetary teachers that exist in higher realms that have experienced this, that teach me from sun up to sundown. And they enforce these rules around me very heavily. They've extracted people out of my life left and right. And I had no idea why. And very similar to what you were saying, Mackenzie, and what all of us are experiencing, what I'm seeing energetically is like, I've experienced, like you said, like, shaking down on the ground like a feral animal like there was a disease in me from actually saying no to someone right or from not replying in a text or from walking in a grocery store feeling some of energy thinking that I was going insane and the reality is we're not we're conditioned since birth because we come in as such eminent bright lights so the way that we need to see it you guys is like we are light bulbs bright light bulbs and other souls are bright light bulbs as a soul and when you're used to not, when souls are not used to being in their full luminosity of their light, they're going to go to the other light and they're going to extract from it, not knowing cognitively that they're doing it. And it's up to us. I'm going to say that with fierceness. It's up to us, for real, real talk, to say no more because we're not doing them any favors. We're actually teaching them to do exactly what they learn how to do, which is not how to properly use their own life force energy to heal, to, to, to heal, to extend their velocity, to be able to bring their creativity to life. We're, we're doing nothing and we can't keep it on our shoulders anymore. So all of us that are experiencing this are going to have to go through it through this very brutal way, the way that Mackenzie and I'm noticing that many of us are experiencing has, has gone through. And it's going to feel awful at first. But the amount of freedom you get from it, the amount of clarity, the amount of preciseness, the amount of provision, the amount of life force energy it frees up for you to actually be able to whew, tune into your life force energy with no constriction and friction is insane is insane. And you literally bring your entire light body into the field and life force, um, into the field of resonance that you're in, in your physical vessel. But that can't happen until you detract everything that's, that, that is literally uh, sucking you dry. So it's necessary. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. <laughs> I mean, love and light. No, cut it off. <laughs> cut, cut, cut. Yeshua has told me that Mary Magdalene is saying that, I mean, all the ascended masters are saying that, that, that work with me and teach me. And I thought that they were unkind in telling me two years ago that I need to leave my family. I, they literally told me just like that. You need to leave your family. But what they meant is you need to extract your energy field so you can get used to your own energy field and feeling what it's like without having to feel everyone else's attaching to yours, extracting from yours, because they're not used to being in their own life force energy field. And we are. Okay. So that's it. <laughs> Thank you for giving me the space to speak those words. What a gift to receive that. Thank you for that huge download. It's so good for me to be in the presence of people that get this and that are able to give voice to it with such fierceness and truth because it strengthens me and it gives me that confidence and it gives me that recognition of, oh, like I'm not crazy to feel like, like you said, like you go, we walk into a store and get and feel so off because of something else that someone is sending your way or, you know, and it's, again, I never want to be a victim of these kinds of things or, um, or live in that space, but it's just really helpful for you to reaffirm that, yeah, this is real. And 
that picture of like sucking the energy. It's like, as soon as I go, whoo, I'm here. And then certain people are like, but no, I don't like that. I don't like that. So give me like, it's like divert your energy over to me, divert your energy over to this conversation, divert your energy over to huge fucking distractions. And this is going to be my practice. So before I let you off the hook raw, my question is, do you think that this work ever ends? Do you think it ever gets easier? Do you think that you can get to a point where no one ever can infiltrate your energy field or try to suck your light and creative life force? Yes. Um, so right now at this time, I'm, I want to present a sense of vulnerability to you guys. My arms are sweating. I'm going through an initiation right now because I'm being asked to step up to a space where I'm having to speak, you know, and speak my wisdom. And that makes me uncomfortable because I'm not used to doing that. Okay. Uh, and the answer from what I found and from what I am taught and what source is asking me to say in this space right now at this time is we need to let go of how we are attaching to the themes of perfectionism. We need to let go to the way we are attaching to the words and symbolism that we give to our speech and to our thoughts and the way that things we think of how they should be. And what does it mean to be easy? What does it mean to, what does it mean to live in a world where there is no um, friction? You know, the only way to evolve is to have friction so you can see more of your light and more of your brilliance and you can grow more into my life force field and energy. That is how you experience and create worlds within the world that you are in. And so to answer your question is it would it be an individual choice to be able to see this ever come to an end. And it's based on how one chooses to allow themselves to utilize their life force energy to continue to expand in this world and out outside of this. So as you are a brilliant magnificent being that decides to create with limitless potential all of us are the answer would be no because that would therefore limit us but do not become so caught up and wound up within the limitations that are projected upon you in this world and think that you have to partake and participate or go through the same evolutionary cycle as many are choosing to go through which is through suffering it can be through the orgasmic bliss of life and of birth. And I'm being asked to express this initiation that I went through a year ago. And now I'm understanding what it was about because many of you are going to have to go through this where I was going through and birthing life, light out of my womb. It was during my moon cycle. And I was asked to go through a certain um, initiation in a sacred temple Space called the Temple of Dindura in Egypt. And I had the divine feminine masters um, around me, assisting me with this birthing of light from our wombs. 
This is life force, creative energy and the masculine as well. You will birth new light within your template and form that will come in crystal coats. And that process of doing that was very painful, which is what all of us are experiencing. It's very painful. You will get on your hands and knees and cry for um, assistance to assist with making the pain more easeful. But what you will find and what I found as I had my midwives with me during that time, it was Mary Magdalene, Hather, Mother Mary, and it was also um, my dear sister Kuan Yin who were telling me to surrender to the pain, surrender to the, the belief that the pain has to even exist. And you will then start to experience the orgasmic bliss that it was always intended and meant to be at and detach from what you see projected upon you and what this world has displayed and what you came to break, which is the paradigms in which it currently exists at. So you are the truth walkers that have to walk away as I did, as you do, uh, before others. You have to create the template. You have to show the blueprints. You have to walk the blueprints and then you have to teach the blueprints. And the last thing that I'm being asked to share is it's time for all of us to learn how to utilize our life force energy correctly. Become a student, study the science of your life force energy, seal your auric spaces and fields, be consistent and diligent with it and understand energy is everything. And you have sacred responsibility to take sovereignty and control over that energy and space at all times. Okay. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Thank you, goddess. That was amazing. Yes, yes, yes. I know we're all very much resonating and receiving. Thank you. Mm. All right, Rachel, you're up next. Hi, everyone. Thank you Ra, for that beautiful transmission. I took so many notes. <laughs> Thank you, Mackenzie, for opening up the space for this topic. This is absolutely one of my favorite topics. Um, and I forgot what I was originally going to say. Once Ra said everything is energy, it kind of shifted um, what I feel called to speak about. And uh, that concept, everything is energy. I think it's something that we've all come to accept. And so the way, one of the ways that we can integrate it and embody it is through objectivity. And this comes into play when setting boundaries because a lot of the time when we're setting boundaries, it's for all the reasons that have come up so far. It could be so hard to remain objective. Um, all the primal wounding, like the very early moments when we express our truth and are rejected harshly, sends really strong signals not to do it again. So later in life, when boundaries are necessary, and I guess they're always necessary, but later in life when we're expanding energetically, it really shows where the 
energetic interplays are having a tough time acclimating to our expansion. So like Mackenzie, everything you were describing, I felt your heart and so much of your concern for others and the hearts of others. And that um, the, what I felt was um, like the expansion from there would be discernment and um, trusting others to receive the boundary. I remember years ago, one of my coaches, when it came time to set boundaries, one of my coaches, and this was with, with, uh, with men who were, I was really intimidated by and who were really harsh and just reacted like children. And one of my coaches was like, you know, they're strong. Uh, she said, they don't need your coddling. They are strong, capable, adults treat them like that and so I began cyclically to reroute into the level of discernment where anytime I was going to set a boundary and I completely forgot about this so I'm so grateful for the reminder because it keeps coming up um, must be coming up in the collective uh, it just, it reminded me to reroute into anytime I'm about to set a boundary to remember to, to call on the other person's highest self and speak to their highest self and remember that they are strong and capable and to speak to their greatness and really believe in their capacity to receive the boundary with gratitude. And, and sometimes I'll even imagine them being like, huh, like, thank you. I needed to grow there. And I'll speak to that outcome when I remember, which isn't always. <laughs> and um, yeah, and something else that I, I call on to remember to remain objective and not judge others as incapable of receiving my boundary. Um, I'll remember that I'm here to just expand the container of the collective consciousness. And then I can set my boundary and detach, walk away, however, wherever the catalyst for change is. You know, I'm not here to judge. Um, yeah, so that that's what's coming up. Uh, just objectivity when setting boundaries and, and speaking to the greatness in others when we do it so yeah thank you so well said thank you so much for contributing that yeah I received a lot of clarity as you were sharing and just kept getting that vision of my life force energy and where it could go all the different places but if I was really holding that greatness in everyone just how much I would like how much less I would even engage in the first place because it wouldn't be that worrying, rescuing. And of course, in saying that, I have to acknowledge it's like, what do I get from being in that rescue energy that, you know, that coddling energy? What do I get from that? Mm -hmm. 
And so those are the yeah deeper contemplations for me, just, okay, it's not my highest. So thank you. I love, so good. Yes. Okay, Sabrina. Hello, I'll um, take my, put my video on. Hi everyone, I'm so happy to be here to hear your amazing stories. I, my daughter just needed me to print out some math sheets, so I'm multitasking. Um, holy cow, everyone's stories, uh, you know, I feel them rippling out and touching every cell. It, it just amazes me how spirit is working and how we're all truly connected um, with the boundaries, the terminology. Yeah, it kind of bothers me too, that word. I almost was, I was looking for a better word to use. Um, and what really kind of motivated me to speak was when Rob was talking and how when we honor the boundaries Sometimes it feels like we're on the floor shaking because we're like, holy shit, I just never did this for myself before. And that this, the last two years has been a constant test to my ability to withhold my own boundaries. And um, this past Sunday, so now here's like the, the real world experience of it. Cause I had to face a family member on Sunday that um, I cut out of my life on purpose because I just could not accept the way she treated me. And I had the balls to say, I'm fucking not doing this anymore, but we had a family function and I, she was there. So this was the first time I saw her in a year and uh, I just ignored her. But, the, you know, me being spiritual and doing energy work, I'm like, oh, I really just want to forgive it, rise above it, you know, be the phoenix, you know, stay on my eagle's perch. But then it's like, I'm actually really hurt. Like, it actually hurts me the way s some people are treated. And I realized... Um, However, I need to show up on Sunday, I will show up. I'm not, I'm there coming in peace, knowing I got my energetic armor with me. I had no intention of speaking to her. And uh, she did come up to me. And it was the so fake, like the whole like, Oh, Sabrina, how are you? And gave me the double sided chick kiss and a hug. And I actually just stood there and didn't say a word. And I felt my energy just like a knife was, I've never been that cold before, but it just like, I'm not playing this game. Like I, I just couldn't this, you know, rise above it. And I had to honor that in me. Like I not ready to just pretend I'm okay with it when I'm really not. Um, and it felt really good, but I have to say when, when I came home, it bothered me the whole time and I cleansed myself. I did my self Reiki. 
and I still kind of felt like shit. I felt a little bit better. And then I journaled, I journaled and I understood writing made me understand the experience more where I realized from that loving aspect of me, I appreciated her coming up to me just to say hi. But the real, the real true side of me was like, I am, I'm, I'm not going to tolerate being treated that way. And by me, you know, fake saying hi to you kind of makes you, the other person think that that's okay. That all is all is well. It's like, no, you, you know, until you really, until that person actually is ready to, to ask for forgiveness or to even apologize, then that might be a different story. But just to kind of like sweep it under the rug, because that's what so many people do, because um, that's what's acceptable is like, no, I, I just, I'm not doing that anymore. And if I have a standard or not even a standard, I just, I know how I want to feel in the presence of people. And if they're making me feel less than that, like, then I know that's not the right place for me. And I will love them from afar. And I did a little blessing for, for her and afterwards and on a soul level, it's like, okay, I do forgive you. I'm not going to hold this grudge, but you know, and he right here, right now in this skin suit, like I'm not ready to, to pretend that it's okay. Cause I'm not okay with it. You know? So that was like a real hard, like challenge to, to witness myself be in that situation and feel like so many body sensations to notice how my energy changed and then how it affected me until I fully released it through cleansing, through energy work. And then finally through journaling, it was like a whole process because like, as you mentioned, I was worried like, Oh, maybe, you know, how did that make her feel? Maybe that was too harsh. And it's like, no, however it needed to happen, it is perfect. And, and that's all. So I guess this was my raw, real story that just literally passed um, to kind of go with everyone's topic. And I'm really grateful that many of us are in these similar experiences at the same time because then when we do reflect on our bird's eye view or our eagle's perch we can see like this isn't happening to just one of us it's happening to all of us showing up in different ways and we really are warriors and we're learning how to how to lead right so I think the boundaries, even though it's not a great word, once we know what we're willing to tolerate kind of makes the path a little clearer and you don't have to feel bad. If anyone doesn't want to walk beside me on the path, hey, that's okay. As long as I'm comfortable with what I'm accepting and allowing, then that's really all that matters. So thank you for letting me share that. Thank you, Sabrina. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for this.
the space and I love all of you. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you sharing your real life story is just having me so present to how much this is rippling through the collective right now, especially in the spiritual community, how many opportunities we're getting to practice and clear these codependent ways of being and give give ourselves and others the grace enough to own what's right and true for us. And I've said it many times when Richard Red says grace can feel gritty, that definitely is that. My life's work in the Gene Keys is the gift of discrimination. Kind of a weird word, but what it means, it's essentially knowing who and what is right for your life based on who you feel good around. And I'm noticing more than ever when I'm around certain people, if I have that nervous energy that I need to kind of be aware of how they're going to react to me or respond to me, or they really want my approval. And I feel like I have to live up to that. Or I feel any sense of like nervousness. I just know that it's not a healthy dynamic for me. And sometimes that bums out my inner child, you know, because I want to just love everyone and have that open house policy, open door policy, all of that. And yet through hearing other sisters share over the years about this specifically, it's helped me give myself permission that, oh, if I don't feel that full relaxedness in my body to like be exactly who I am, then maybe that's just not a healthy dynamic for me. And having the discernment of, of what is right and true. And Sabrina, something else that showed up while you were sharing. Hmm. There was something. Let me think for a minute. <sighs> Maybe not. It evaded me. I'll let you know if it comes back. But thanks again, Sabrina. All right. We'll go to you, Jenny. Hello. Um, wow. Um, now I know why I decided to join in. This is such a important and very intricate, Mackenzie, what you said about so many layers to this. And yet I'm finding, I think why I wanted to raise my hand is I'm I really feel um, almost like a need in order to do this boundary thing, you know, which feels like an art. It feels moment to moment, case by case, individually unique for all of us to do this in our own way that's true for us, but it's so universal. Um, and I'm really feeling Joan of Arc for some <laughs> She, I've been calling her in for myself. She inspires me. I'm also such a lover of subtle and soft and gentle. And yet Joan of Arc is like, whoosh. Um, what I'm feeling is this word raw, you spoke truth, I think it was truth walker, like we're truth walkers. 
And then this mutuality, Rachel, you were talking, this real like, to have the presence of mind to be mutual with someone and to see beyond their own shit. Is, I mean, first of all, that's quite something to get to that point and so powerful. Um, but there's, I feel there's something in there about surrendering in that moment where you kind of drop all the mind stuff. And the, I'm, the, I'm saying this just because this is my, for this creating boundaries, like in my own life, the, more, the simpler I get, the less words I use. And if I just, there's something about the trust like I think about Joan, who had a sword, like I think she was bestowed a sword, but she went into battle and she put her sword away <laughs> and she carried a banner. I mean, talk about a different kind of boundary setting. I'm not even sure I understand that, but I know that there's something in there that like she made a template for a new paradigm. And I feel that um, we're all stepping into it in our own way. And it's so important. Um, and I think I just want to speak that there's something about the simplicity and then just dropping everything and trusting that, oh, I'm going to know what to say in that moment. I'll know what to write in that text or I'll know how to be if I'm really there. And that's. Um, what I've been trying to do <laughs> and I do it sometimes and other times not at all but at least it's like yeah it's yeah thank you for giving me the opportunity even just to speak these I'm making a lot of connections it's an honor to be here thank you everyone Wow, I love that vision with the Joan of Arc because what I got was when she put her sword down and she put her banner up, I don't, I'm not as deep into that as you are. Or some of you here might know that story more, but just as you said it, I got the vision of if there were any energies, situations, people, conversations that came in to kind of <clears throat> hook you rather than needing to turn to them and say anything or use a sword, you just keep going forward. Just raise your banner. Just like, keep going forward. Like literally just, it's all a distraction and how freeing that feels to not have to turn and pull out a sword. You know, maybe at times we have to, but how nice it would just be to just stay focused on where we're going. And if people fall off or if they take it personally, that's not my business. I always hear that. It's not my business whether they take it personally or not. That's their business. <laughs> I would never say something to purposely hurt someone's feelings. But if they are hurt, that's not my business necessarily. So let them have their experience and then keep going forward. You know, that's what I received as you shared that. So really grateful you, you did. Honoring you and all the work you're doing in this area. Thank you. Okay. Melanie, 
would you like to share while we're still recording? Sure. Okay. Hi. Hi. Um, I just wanted to um, speak really quickly about um, the boundary piece because uh, like everyone else, um, I've, I've been experiencing kind of the same issue in terms of the verbiage. And what was really helpful to me, and I think I read it in um, Richard Rudd's contemplation um, book, but I don't remember which gene key he was referencing. Um, it was the idea of something not being necessarily a boundary, but thinking um, of ourselves as rivers. And in order for water to be contained or used to flood crops, you can think of um, your energy in terms of the shore. And so do you need to shore up your, you know, the, the sides of a river? Is it time to do that in the present situation? Um, are there any leaks in on the shore? Um, just thinking about boundaries that way was super amazing for me because I don't like the idea of boundaries either. It seems really um, limiting and it seems really um, masculine and that's not a negative thing. It just seems really physical and masculine. Whereas um, the decisiveness in the moment to shore something up or not just seemed a lot seems a lot more powerful to me. Um, I wanted to share that. <laughs> and also um, in terms of everything that we're all speaking to in terms of boundaries, um, I found in my own life, um, especially in my marriage right now, I'm bumping up against a lot of boundaries and I've been married over 30 years. And um, just um, re-exploring the contract that was made on our wedding day and all the expectations regarding that. And, um, and just really sitting in um, self-responsibility. So every um, situation that I come across where I feel like my energy is being taken in my family or um, with partnerships to really um, see it as an opportunity for me to step in further to more self-responsibility. So if the energy feels overwhelming to ask myself, um, why would my higher self bring this situation upon me? Am I ready for this? And is this an expansion for me? And really trying to think of it as, if that makes sense. So that that's all I wanted to speak to. So offering that. Oh, sending so much love as you integrate that. That's big. Yeah, and takes a lot of courage. So thank you for sharing that with us, Melanie. Okay. You. Thank you. Thank you for everyone's shares. Yeah. And having the courage to bring this um, up. I appreciate that. Mm, of course. Thank you. Thank you. This book that Chris and Rachel recommended is truly changing my life. It's the artist's way. And in my morning pages, I'm just like putting out everything that doesn't belong in, or I, I'm identifying what is blocking me to moving forward. I'm identifying the different things and ways where I'm giving my energy away and I'm just releasing it out on my morning pages. And then 
it's freeing up so much energy. And that's where this talk gets to come from. That's where solely chats gets to come from. That's where my event on Monday for DB gets to come from. Like it's, it's in that spaciousness. And I'm finally giving myself that freedom, that liberation to create and put, like Ross said, my life force energy to the things that actually a bring me joy and B are just my truth. Chris mentioned a quote that said by Ram, uh, Oh, love everybody and tell the truth. I love that quote. And what I found is that sometimes we're only speaking like the surface level truth. Like someone could say to me, my feelings were hurt when this happened. But actually the deeper truth to that would be what that, like what is being reflected to them that they're maybe not willing to see. And the strongest relationships I have are with the people that are willing to, if they do get, we're all human, right? So of course we get confronted by things. Of course we get triggered in life. Of course things can bring stuff up. We're on a healing journey. We're on an expansion journey. We're here to evolve, but to have so much self-responsibility to keep it with themselves and to go to the earth and go to creator and go to their soul and go to higher, their higher self to commune with themselves in that intimate way. And there's people in my life that will then bring to me later, like after the fact, a year later, we're sitting in a ceremony in Ireland and they'll say, yeah, like when this happened or when you didn't like my posts on Instagram as much, I made up this story that you didn't care about me anymore. And what that brought up for me was X, Y, and Z. And I got to deepen into myself in this way. And I realized that I was taking something personally that literally was so not personal. And anyway, they reveal themselves in that way. And then that brings us closer. And I'm saying it like, again, I know we're not perfect. We're going to mess up. Humans are messy, of course. And what I'm identifying for myself is what agreements do I have with certain people Maybe I'll give Michael, uh, maybe because of our agreement together, I've agreed to be with his shadow. Like I've agreed that with him. I've written that out on paper (laughs) to maybe not like play into it or rescue it or anything, but I've agreed to witness it. And that's my agreement. So then I'm going to show up differently, but there might be other people in my life that I don't have that agreement with. And I don't want to have that agreement with. And that's okay. I used to think because I was the team team leader of my team that I needed to be with all my employees, shadows and ways of being that were limiting. And I thought I had to pay for them to get coaching. I had to pay for them to evolve. I had to have patience, understanding. Meanwhile, they were draining resources and so much money and time on my behalf from the organization and we weren't actually getting the mission accomplished because I was so, like I said, attached to my identity of being a spiritual person and what that's supposed to look like and what it looks, what I thought it's meant to look like to quote unquote, live from the heart. And so what I'm hearing from this group is that you all can relate to that and that we're redefining what that actually means. And I had a friend actually recently, she, it was, it was like a month ago. She sent me this 
these long memos on signal. And it was just a lot of self-doubt. It was a lot of like maiden energy looking for me to rescue her. Like, oh, I, you know, and it was just like really like this. And I knew where she was. I knew what she was going to do. And I, I knew where she was at, but she wanted my reassurance that she hadn't done something to me and blah, blah, blah. And so I didn't respond for a few days because I just knew she's just going through something and I can love her through that, but I don't need to rescue her or play into it or tell her or reassure her. No, it's okay. It's this, it's this, you didn't do anything. Instead, I just held. And then when I did respond, I said, thanks for the update by the way. And then I just brought up a different conversation and she told me just this past weekend that because I had responded that way, it forced her to look at herself. And I thought that was so powerful. And I told her, I was like, well, I'm just on this journey right now where I really want to interact with the woman in my friends. I want to interact with the female, the adult in, in, you know, everybody. And so I'm getting to play with that with myself. And then also in my friendships where if there's that maiden energy spinning, I get to literally like not interact with it. And she did a beautiful job of saying, okay, Mackenzie's not interacting with this. I'll just go back to myself. And then she had a huge breakthrough. Then really the reason why she was reaching out in that spinny energy was because she was fearful of losing me. And that was coming from her own insecurity. And she got to actually face her insecurity. And in that, she became more stable and more solid in herself as a woman. And what a powerful gift. There's been times where I've been given boundaries. Someone else has put in a boundary. I've been, mm, okay. I've experienced a full spectrum of boundaries. So people have sometimes respond like, exuded a boundary that was actually quite abrasive. And because I was so codependent with that person and attached to what that person thought of me, the abrasiveness really made it like so much worse. And it was so scary. But at the same time, I look back now and I realize how perfect that was. Like they had to be abrasive in order to make me be with myself in the what part of me was even creating that codependent relationship and why I'd given away my power so many times and distracted myself from my life force energy. And I'm actually more than ever so fucking grateful for those harsh boundaries. It doesn't mean like I would want to do it that way. And in fact, I think because of that specific situation I'm referring to, in a way, I've been afraid of setting boundaries because of how much that hurt when I was on the receiving end. And yet it was the greatest gift I've ever been given. And I've found myself and found my purpose in my community in a way I never would have if I wouldn't have gone through that. And so where while I might not ever be that harsh or abrasive or a projection of anger, I'm not going to say never, while I don't want to be, while that's not my intention and I want to really do it from more honor and integrity, I also know that how it lands is how it's going to land for that person and that's how it's meant to land, you know? 
So that's kind of my everything in a nutshell on my end. And are there any last shares before I stop the recording? Thank you all for going on this journey with me. And I'm going to take a couple more shares. Oh, more people want to share. Okay, Ra. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was literally saying, never mind, never mind, never mind. <laughs> uh, uh, I wanted to share, I, I simply want to just offer. Um, what's coming through for, for all of us. That, that's what I am. I'm a conduit. I'm literally a straight beam of electrical field of energy that is um, getting through a bunch of messages right now to deliver to every soul who's, um, who's listening to, to this wonderful space that Mackenzie has created. And the issue, not the issue, but the thing with the boundaries that we're concerned about is we came here on earth to actually eradicate the boundaries so that we could all tune into the one heart to bring harmony to this planet. But what we have forgotten is that the only way to do that is to set up boundaries to protect life force energy. So we need to eradicate the boundaries that have caused suffering, shame, illusion, pain, to the soul, souls of humanity. But we do need to keep up protective walls and boundaries of the energy we came to bring forth. And when the time is right, the space is right, we can then remove those boundaries so that the life force energy can create the new templates of this new world. And we'll know when to do that. So that I, I, those are words, uh, that's the last thing I'm gonna say because I, I know I'm not talking a lot, but, um, that's the last thing that I'm feeling uh, that I'm being asked to say. <laughs> Hopefully that's helpful. Yeah, that is that that's the distinction. I think all of us were pulling forward the distinction of like, we can sense that in the future, we won't need that boundary. We want to all be in that oneness. And yet the protection of that sacred um, life force energy is necessary. So that, that is so clear. Thank you. Chris, would you like to share? Yeah. Um, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Mackenzie, for the space and everyone's uh, vulnerable, their vulnerability in showing up. Um, I guess there's two things coming to mind. And first would be maybe using the word compassion for yourself instead of the word boundary. Um, Cause compassion for oneself is protecting our, em our empath and compassion for yourself says, I choose the spaces in which I share my energy. And also compassion for self is not always sharing your energy in every single space you enter even if it's a space you're in that you normally share your energy. It's the most compassionate thing that we can do. And also, um, I guess something else, because I've had to use the sword of discernment quite a lot um, as a masculine who wants to protect all feminine. Uh, my partner 
Rachel, um, who's on the call. I've definitely used this a few times to protect us and our home. Um, and it just comes down to like witnessing patterns and noticing people's patterns is almost like creating experiment experiential data. So when we do speak up for ourselves, we have points at which we can reference. And also like, for example, I like to witness patterns for up to a year before choosing to act upon them. And with that, I like, as I notice patterns that don't serve myself, I step back and create more space between myself and that experience, person, moment, place that are creating the patterns. And then after a year, I get to look back and notice what has been serving me and what hasn't been serving me. And from that place, I then know how to choose to move forward. Um, like we were, Rachel and I had been collaborating with somebody for about six or seven months. And right out, right out the gate, I felt that feeling you explained, like expressing like in the body, that's just like, this doesn't feel right. And also I had to sit with myself to see what was it internally that wasn't kind of matching or meshing to make sure it wasn't just me. And it wasn't my own healing. It wasn't my own shadow. It wasn't my own, I guess, like the prince. I wasn't being a prince. Like I was at, cause I wanted to make sure I'm being a warrior. I want to make sure I'm being a king. And like after months, I noticed all these patterns continue to the point where it opened up to abuse, um, like mental, verbal, emotional abuse. And I witnessed that. And that was like the final, that was the final nail in the coffin was like, okay. But that's when it comes up. Like if you're in a group and you're creating boundaries and like one person in the group is what's going to get the wrath of it. It's important to express everything you've seen within the group. So you're not singling one person out and then you're just witnessing and holding it all. So like, for example, when I was running through this, working on this collaboration with somebody, I was working with like three or four other people I'm very close with. And in that moment, I had to rise up into my truth speak my truth, which involved saying things that would make everyone feel uncomfortable and be okay with walking away. Because when I was done expressing what I said, I looked at the person, I'm like, I can no longer work with you. And this person was a part of our group, meaning if, they, if the rest of the group chose to continue to work with her, that I was out and I was completely okay with it because I had months of information, experiential data, which helped me to understand that this was not the path of Dharma, that I was just feeding into people's karma. And that's not to say, cause like I, I teach meditation, I teach yoga. So like for weeks I've been holding Dharma, posting Dharma talks and the Dharma talks is a space for people to uncover their truth. 
And if they're showing up to that space to uncover their truth and I notice them not acting upon it, then it's like, all right, I'm going to create this boundary and understand like you're not really taking it all in and embodying it. And that's okay. I just know I need to have the boundary up so I don't give you the energy that I'm not willing to give out because I want to be able to receive it back and have that closed loop, closed loop system. Um, Cause like when it's not like that, I find that it's almost like a tire that has a nail in it and that slow air leak, it's slow and it might take a while, but then eventually you'll wake up and your tires flat. And then what do you do? <laughs> so yeah, thank you all for listening and holding the space. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, that is very juicy. Love it so much. Thank you. So to respect everyone's time, I will close out here and I will just give a quick voice to what showed up as Chris was speaking was this permission and also for me a commitment for myself and permission for you all to the next time you feel something that's off in your body. You can, of course, go about like with Chris, for him, that was really aligned for him to give it some time and receive the experiential data. And that's a very masculine thing to do, right? So I respect that. If that's your truth, that you need to do that, amazing. And for me right now, a more feminine um, truth for me to practice would be to, if I feel that it's off, but I don't yet understand mentally or logically, to still give myself permission to say no. Even if I have no reason or experiential data to just be like, wow, how much, (laughs) I don't know why I'm not a hell yes. So therefore I'm a no. And if I just own that no right now, how much time and energy would I save myself? I've learned it all too well, like even in the most recent weeks. And even with the best of intentions where I've said yes to someone or a yes to collaboration, a yes to engaging on something that's meant to be for good, meant to be for service. And it just didn't feel like a full yes, but I kept saying, well, let's find out more. Let's find out more. Let's keep showing up. And hopefully I will get to a full fuck yes. I was a full fuck yes to certain components, but my body was saying it didn't want to pour that life force in fully. And so then after weeks and weeks and weeks of Zoom calls and collaborations and texts and like all of these conversations, I finally had to be like, uh, I know we're launching tomorrow, but I'm actually a no. And like, I can't avoid it anymore. And I'm so sorry that this is like just now coming through, but this is my truth. And like, I was honestly, it was so healing because I was received with so much understanding, so much compassion. It was such a healing conversation, but I did realize, okay, this was my lesson to know that next time when I feel that no in my body, or I feel a 99% yes and a 1% no, that still means a no. (laughs) And to just own it. Even if I don't have a logical explanation, I can just say, this isn't feeling right or true to me right now. 
and that's all I've got. I'll let you know if it changes. So permission granted to everyone to be in that, to live that way, permission to myself. And that's my commitment to myself and to you all for being on this call. Let's formally close out. Go ahead and close your eyes. <sighs> Giving so much gratitude to Cacao, to Gaia, Pachamama, to all of the light workers on this planet that have said yes to this expansion, evolution, growth, and co-creation and birth of the new paradigm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to every yes that has led up to this very moment, to every no that has led up to this very moment. And I set an intention on behalf of this group and this collective that feels the resonance to give our life force energy to all that is in purest, highest alignment for the greater good of all. Aho, so it is. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Sending love to you all. Can't wait to see you next time. And drop me a message at any point if you um, have something you want to share and what came up for you. Mwah. See you guys soon. Bye. <laughs>